0: Hey, I'm your host, Wes. And I'm your host, Scott. Come on in and grab a seat.
1: Because you're hanging with us at the barbershop. This is a throwdown, a showdown. Hell no, I can't slow down. It's going to go down. Oh, on the mix. It is the battle of the IPAs. Hey, Wes. Hey,
0: Scotty. How's it going, man? I'm good. Did you just pull that out of your ass? No, I had it up on Google, uh, but
1: I felt it was appropriate. So, uh, another episode of Hanging at the Barbershop. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, that's what I didn't do. I didn't get my palate cleanser.
0: Uh, I actually didn't put anything in it. It's empty. Oh, okay. Should I have put water in that?
1: Well, if we're being more professional this time on the, Next episode of cold ones
0: our uh, tasting etiquette <laughs> has not improved uh,
1: so uh fun night uh to be here we've uh decided to have another uh session of cold ones, so there is four delicious beers in front of you tonight
0: four new ones and oh my god is it ever aromatic in here right now it
1: is it is it's uh, very citrusy so we uh chose to have a theme, and we've gone with IPAs tonight. So we've got Flying Monkey, Nickelbrook, Mill Street, and Fenlon Falls Brewing Company are providing us with their version of IPA.
0: woo, woo for the homebrew company.
1: Yes, yes, you will be Tagged.
0: So typically speaking, I would say I'm not an IPA person. Um, that doesn't mean that I don't like uh, and appreciate them for what they are, because outside of this, we've uh, we've indulged in several flavors over the last couple of years, and I do like to try new flavors. So I'm pretty excited about dipping into these tonight.
1: For sure. As I say, I've uh, definitely enjoyed them over the years more and more and more. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of cool that they've got, uh, different things, uh, and they're starting to, like, diversify a lot of what's going on about it, right? So, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, an IPA is an Indian Pale Ale. It's a hoppy beer style with a broader category of Pale Ale. The style of Pale Ale, which became known as Indian Pale Ale, was widespread in England in 1815, and will grow popular, notably as an export beer shipped to India and elsewhere. So basically, when they were shipping it, uh, from my understanding of the brewing process, yeah. hops yeah. are preservative.
0: Yeah, so this is pre, uh, pre-carbonation. That's how they shipped it uh, across the pond.
1: So they just stuck more hops into it. It tended to make it a higher alcohol uh, content.
0: Survive the trip.
1: Yeah. Makes sense to exactly. me. Exactly. So thus the... Indian pale ale.
0: I suppose it lends itself to that story from, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, the bottle of Keats that they pulled out of the Halifax Harbor. Yes. Uh, and apparently they opened it and drank it. So. so
1: somebody did, did they? I knew they'd done it. I hadn't, uh, I, that would always be my thought. I've told this story. Yeah. Um. About my dad and my uncle, and they're portaging through Algonquin Park, and they're sort of at one of the inlets uh, with a dock. Right. And they can see um, what looks like to be bottles at the bottom of the the lake. They're like, well, it can't be that deep. It's, you know, so one of the brave souls uh, stripped down to their skivvies, jumped in, and I think it was still maybe April, so it was still pretty cold. That's cold. Yeah, especially in Algonquin, right?
0: Uh, yeah. And
1: went down there, and somebody obviously dropped a couple of their beers uh, while they were loading the canoe or whatever, and my Uncle Bob comes up, and he's a hero until they crack it open. And? Skunky.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so it did not, even right with the cold, I would have thought that that would have been a, a great story of a good-tasting beer. Maybe. Apparently it was not.
0: Yeah. You know what? I, These people that say, you know, you can't leave it in the bottle too long or it'll go skunky. And you know, I was really, uh, whatever. Like how long do you got to leave a beer for it to go skunky? And then we cleaned out my mom's apartment and we brought that beer over and you and I cracked into those, uh, not, what were they? they Coors? Were Coors, Light. Coors Light. Yeah.
1: Not all of them are good.
0: No, something was off, and I'm like, oh, so that's what it's like. <laughs> I don't know how long she'd had them at her place. I just know that the that's the current labeling, so I figured they must be within a year or so. Oh,
1: right, the mountains turn blue, right? Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they had yeah, the cold, sensitive labeling. Right,
0: so... Um.
1: But I mean, it all depends on how you store them, right? You know, are you storing them in a closet? Are, you, are they been in the fridge since the day you bought them?
0: Does it matter if you if they are frozen, thawed, and then frozen again? And then, do you know what I mean? Like that, um, that hot I, cold?
1: I, I would think that there has to be, because I mean, right, we live in Canada. Yeah. And they're shipping this beer in non heated trailers. Right. They're, if it's a cold enough day, it's got to freeze. To some point, um, right? So I imagine that they've they've somehow done the formula where it has a couple freeze thaw built into it. Yeah, it doesn't ruin it.
0: See, this is why. This is why I keep bugging guys like Keith. Our friend Keith is a brewmaster. He would be perfect to be here right now because he could he could answer that question. Right. Keith, when you listen to this, I'm telling you, man, kick your ass. Get in here. We need you.
1: Yeah. 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 Just to uh, either prove us wrong or to yeah. show how smart we really are. Or tell
0: us what we're doing wrong. Uh, so
1: also this week, um I guess it's almost falling into another week, but uh sure. this was officially the the week of back to meet.
0: Oh my god, I returned to being a metasource. A yeah.
1: Um what'd you do on Monday?
0: Would it would it sound ironic if I told you my last meal pre-vegetarian was uh, ribs and, and then, my first meal post-vegetarian was ribs?
1: I thought that was kind of funny. I kind of put that together. I was like, did he just finish and start with the yeah. same thing? Uh,
0: yes, but uh, different uh, uh, um, different preparations, different restaurants. Right, 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 right. So uh,
1: Montana's?
0: Montana's for my first one back, and it was lovely. Texas bold sauce. It's a nice barbecue sauce, not too, uh not too too spicy. But instead of doing it with a potato, I did it with uh salad and right. you know, opted for the beans. And then of course the piece of cornbread, you know, doesn't help because that's just like that's cake.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a <laughs> ooh, it's candy.
0: Yeah,
1: it's it's always good. I used to not eat that. And then I ate it one day. I was like, why have I not been eating this?
0: It's such an American thing that you know, I didn't. I don't remember having cornbread until I was in Afghanistan, and of course, the Americans run the kitchens. Right. So, come American Thanksgiving, there's cornbread, and I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, I'll take the piece of cornbread." And I'm like, "That's not bread. That's cake. Yeah. That's a that's a pretty good cake.
1: Yeah. Dinner yeah, yeah. cake. So, uh, we did uh, pitas. So I um, broiled because I didn't want to use the barbecue. So we did yeah. a couple chicken breasts. uh did a couple of uh, steaks. And uh, I still have tofu, so I cut up some tofu, and uh, it's it's a funny story because then I uh, pan-seared sure. the steak in a shit ton of butter and garlic.
0: Because that is, uh, you know, that's the right way to do it.
1: Right. And then when I was done, there was still butter and garlic in the pan. So you know what went on top of that? Throw
0: some mushrooms on top of that.
1: No, the tofu went
0: in. Oh, no way. That's cool. So you so, you cooked the tofu in the meat juice. I did. And?
1: It was the best tofu I'd had ah. in a month. <laughs> um, really crisp. Like right than that, as I was saying, I, that that whole thing of trying to figure out how to And not that I care now, and not that I didn't like it the other ways. No. But it was always that thing of, you know, everyone says, oh, you can make it be like meat.
0: Sure, I and my thing was how do you make non meat be like meat unless you cook it in like you say meat juice.
1: Yeah. So, and I mean, there wouldn't have been a ton of steak juice. No. There, but there would have obviously been some fat rendered. Whatever. Off.
0: Yeah, whatever rendered out of the meat. Yep. Uh, through the cooking process would still be there.
1: Yeah. Right. And it's 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 so right. And uh, it browned up. It was it was crispier. Sure. I'd also done them sort of. I cut it sort of like in longer finger style. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, it was crispy. It cut up nice, and yeah, I I, I probably had uh, I had two tofu. I uh, actually didn't put any meat on my pitas that night. I Is slept, that right? Eh? I I Moven picked off the plate, right? Oh I, yeah, sure. Right when I was cutting it up, and I was like, oh, I'll just throw that piece in my mouth because I don't have to worry about it now. Interesting. And still had tofu in my um, pitas. So I
0: still have meat. Uh, substitute. Now we talked our last episode, we talked about uh, trying alternatives and we had had uh, the Beyond Meat product and we weren't, it was okay when we were out. I felt, like I said, when it was commercially prepared, I thought it was better. And and maybe it's attributable to it's cooked on the same grill with the meat yeah, as opposed to cooking it at home where it's in a fresh pan and it's just by itself. But the the other brand that we got, that we got locally here in town at our uh, value mart for the rest of you Canadian listeners, or at least in Ontario, value mart, uh, Eve, w- uh, Y V E S Eve's brand. Right. Yep. And I gotta say, I think I prefer that over the beyond. It had a better flavor, it seemed to have a maybe a, uh, you know, a similar texture, but definitely flavor, uh, department. It totally surpassed the, the beyond. So,
1: yeah, because you're saying the chalk. Like yeah, that was like, was like yeah, not good. Yeah <sighs> did did you do a final final weigh in?
0: Uh, so I did, and I was so disappointed with myself, to be honest with you, because the final weigh in was uh heavier than the start weight.
1: I mean, I had ups and downs. Um, I will say the final weigh in not down, by not by much, right? Down, but heavier down three pounds, up two. So, but I had swings like right and, and went heavier, went lighter, went that six pound drop. Yeah, How's that was my first week. First how, week I was down uh, yeah. four. How's your reintroduction to meat?
0: Uh, thought my gastric stuff because I'm a you know I'm an over forty something and I have issues. Yeah, I thought my issues were going to be aggravated. They really haven't been.
1: I feel like I've definitely. Had more gurgles this week with the reintroduction of, and have not eaten a ton of meat. Still, like, right, I put chicken on a salad and had salad two days at work, but right? Sure. Definitely more movement. I bet I'll lose more weight this week. Than you did. Reintroducing meat. (laughs) Than I did eating veggies.
0: I just found, like, that last week. I know we talked about this on our last episode on the update that Kim and I had sort of replaced a lot of stuff with pasta. Right. Because we'd say, oh, we're not eating ketogenic anymore, so fuck that, I'll take all the carbs I want, because that's what was filling me up. And so the pasta, I think, really kind of did me in, because we were eating it a lot right it's it's
1: easy and it's simple and it was following the rules right yeah Yeah. the rules of
0: our vegetarian uh, regime yeah and it's
1: yeah yeah, as you say right some people can eat it all day long and not have any ill effects or weight gains or bloating yeah yeah. and other people it punishes
0: well lifestyle for me right and that's uh that's always going to be my big crutch is that i'm just i'm never going to be the marathon runner i'm never going to climb a mountain and you know
1: yeah though that energy that like right the people that eat pasta and can like carb loaded, yeah, yeah
0: yeah yeah the 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 uh top level athletes who are like yeah this is great
1: yeah <laughs> ate three bowls of of spaghetti with yeah. just margarine on top of it before riding. you know oh yeah, Ooh. yeah. But uh, yeah, it's definitely not uh, everyone's uh, forte. No, it's good every once in a while. But as you say, if all of a sudden you're like two nights, three nights a week, I bet you uh, most people will pay for it, right? Yeah. yeah. We uh, yeah, Michelle's birthday week was this yes. week, so we had uh, Alfredo with chicken. Yummy. Good. Yeah, yeah. Good, 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 and it's nice. That's one of Georgia's um, go-to. Sure. preps so that she can make. Yeah, she had it sort almost of all but no trouble. Yeah, all but done when we got home, so that was exciting. That's
0: a good one for a kid too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of fancy. Yeah. And right it's nice if you're having people over and you're like, "Oh, I can make Alfredo."
0: Sure, and I mean you don't have to have, you know, sauce from a jar. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs>
1: all right. Well, these are really tempting me. So is yeah, the I'm looking at them, for... and I'm
0: uh, so let's crack into the first one. Okay, so what are we starting with?
1: So flying monkeys, the mutants are revolting.
0: The mutants, oh, flying monkeys. So they are from Barry. Do we know?
1: I'll be honest. You don't know. I'm gonna have to dig into it a little. Okay, bit Okay, wait a more.
0: minute. I'm gonna while you're while you're telling us the profile, Prof- okay. I'm gonna look at the can.
1: So, um, brood and cellared. Ooh. They use big words. And you cannot, Idaho, seven, and sabro hops, tropical points of pineapple, mango juices, spiked with apricots and tangerines, cushioned with a soft huskiness in each refreshing swig. Okay. Yeah, a little bit of, and we said that was a. That's a
0: four and a half.
1: Four and a half. So four and a half percent. A little bit. Uh, they call this a crushable IPA. So crushable. a lot of. So a lot of a IPAs are high content. So this, I think, is their idea is if we lower the. Oh,
0: oh, that's the one thing we are doing right tonight.
1: We're going. We
0: did reads. Honestly, listeners, we we did read some uh, tasting etiquette, and we have them arranged from lightest in terms of alcohol content to heaviest. Clarity is another story, but in terms of alcohol content, they are arranged sort of in order. All right. So just for those of us who are following along, the Flying Monkey Brewery located at uh, 107 Dunlop Street East here in uh, Barrie, Ontario, uh, Canada, the Great White North.
1: That's cool. So that's like accessible.
0: It's not far away We're at all. Far away. We can get there in a couple hours. Cheers. All right. To you, sir. All right. Let's do it. Ooh, very citrusy.
1: Right to the gulping. It's good. Little on the back side, little, um, little that bitterness on the back. Yep. Swallow. But you can.
0: The front end is, it's crisp.
1: Yeah. And you can smell almost everything that they kind of said there. You can kind of get the, the tangerine and the I'm and definitely the picking up
0: on that, yeah. So I'm looking at this one. Um, of the four of them tonight, this is obviously the the clearest one.
1: Yes. Especially, like, two of them are rated as a hazy IPA as we move down yeah, the, the road. Yeah.
0: Swiss so still has a, you know, I would call it a um, straw it's a straw yellow it's been sitting long enough so there's not much head left on them we broke the bubbles out of them uh, yes. earlier when we poured them so it shouldn't be uh shouldn't be too burpy tonight on the <laughs> on the show
1: <laughs> no promises <laughs> definitely crushable
0: i concur that's a good one um Wow, that's a good—I would like to revisit that when the sun is out and we can do this outside.
1: And I would tell you, um, the nice thing about Flying Monkey and whatever you're buying, they put a lot of time and effort into the design of their cans. I think a lot of IPAs do. There's a ton of fun, graphic, uh, designed, oriented cans out there. Um, Right. And it makes it hard because (laughs) you're— you kind of stare at them and you're like, "Oh my gosh. It looks like a great looking can. Yeah. I don't want to open it." Well, that was the first thing you said about uh the next one we're going to drink is, you know, that's a cool label. Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, for sure it is. It kind of catches your eye and I don't know if it it's like a throwback to Lost in Space or
0: it's got a it's it's got a cool little science fiction space theme and and uh, I like it. It just it speaks to me.
1: It could be the beer of fandom power.
0: If it's good, it may be. <laughs> it may be.
1: We'll tag them too, and shout out to uh, Nickelbrook <laughs> Brewing. Uh, if you want to sponsor Fandom Power, Wes will drink your beer every episode. Yeah, really.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll
0: just keep name dropping them, you know, uh, without, oh, you know without saying a word. <laughs>
1: that's how it goes, man. You just keep uh, tagging them in your posts and talking about them, and like. Listen,
0: right? I'm not one to endorse something that I don't like, but honestly. If I like it, I mean I'll endorse it without any comps. It just
1: right. I, I like it. Yes. No, I mean that's I think um a lot of it, right? Is is how a lot of people find um well, there you go. First one's to you, sir. Yeah, I can't avoid it. Um, Shots fired. Whew, um I think that's how a lot of people find stuff, right? Is is you listen and or you talk to people or you're right. And I was talking to one of the guys at work that we were doing this again and he's yeah, like, kind of started talking about all the things he'd uh had and like some of them are super strong and it's like there's one called Mad Tom and then there's another same company and they called it Matter Tom.
0: <laughs> Matter Tom. Oh. I think
1: that was the gist. And it was like and you know, it went from like, oh, that's hoppy and bitter to like, Jesus, (laughs) that's hoppy and bitter. But yeah, so it's definitely an interesting, uh, everybody's got to take. So that's always good.
0: I don't know if we talked about this on the last one, but have you always been a beer drinker?
1: No. I think we touched base on it. I drank beer because I could get served at the beer store before I could get served. Before you could get it at the. At the liquor store. Oh, okay. And then I didn't like the taste of beer. Right. But um, as I got to be an adult, um, definitely when you go to people's houses and or on a hot summer day, somebody would be like, oh, man, can I get you a beer? Yeah. Because lots of people have beer at their house.
0: And you accepted it because you're a good guest.
1: Uh, yeah. A lot of times I'd be like, oh, man, can you just give me a Ryan Coke? Yeah. And you're like, okay, you raging alcoholic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and not everybody's got rye or. Whatever the three fingers of rum, <laughs> yeah, right? And Neat, I... <laughs> and that's when I wasn't a rum drinker, but uh, it's interesting. I think I started to drink it just like coffee, yeah, because it was the adult thing to do.
0: I think we, we've we have said that before, and that that analogy that you know, beer and coffee share that it is an acquired taste, it's like. It's like smoking. You have to drain yourself into it, you know. Very few, I mean, I would agree with you. I was not a beer drinker from the get-go. My my parents were. Mind you, they would pretty much drink whatever you put in front of them. So there were there was beer in the house. And, you know, kid of the 80s, born in the 70s, you know, who didn't have that, you know, go to the fridge and get me a beer. And then you'd kind of take a little sip of it as you're bringing it out to the, to the parents, right? And then I knew early on that, like, oh, my God, what is this? But over time, not this guy. Oh, no, eh? Well,
1: Fred and Catherine abstained from They did, did they? Okay, so.
0: Well, it it wasn't like that at my house. No.
1: Well, that's even at my house. That was like as soon as my kids could go to the fridge and get me something, I thought that was the coolest trick. (laughs)
0: Like,
1: go get daddy a beer.
0: As soon as I was old enough to understand the uh, mixology ratios, (laughs) I became the bartender of our house. Right, right,
1: right. I think that's cool. But yeah, everybody raises their kids different, so. But uh, yeah, so I I think at some point, maybe in my mid thirties, maybe a little bit before, yeah, I started to really find that I on uh, whiskeys and ryes that I'd get like really red faced, and it seemed to hit a little harder. And then the next morning wasn't nearly as fun anymore. Interesting. Yeah, so then drank more beer. Yep. And that seemed to solve a problem. I tell you now, there's a few beers, like, right, uh, I had one beer yesterday, and I was I was on my way. It nice. Was like, and again, it probably was a little, I don't look at... Content. No. Yep, okay. It, it's like, right, oh, it's in the beer fridge, and I haven't had that.
0: Do I like the taste of it, yes or no?
1: And this is, again, another... uh Fenland Falls Brewing Company. It's their uh, Sejong, their farmhouse Sejong. Okay. And I would tell you the first time I had it, I did not enjoy it. And then I got two in my brewing box last month.
0: That's right, because now you are in a subscription box, a beer box subscription.
1: From, from From Fenland. Yes. So I'm getting something from them every month. Yep. Um, and yeah, so I drank the two and they were super cold, like right, took them out of the fridge, cracked it, poured it in the glass and hit it. And I was like, oh, way better cold. Right. So I think I'd taken it to like a barbecue and I had it in my cooler. Yep. And it was like, oh, maybe not. Right. And again, maybe it was a situation of, you know, maybe it wasn't the right beer choice for what I was eating. Sure. Sure. Because, you know, typical summertime barbecue, right? You're eating everything. There's cookies and there's As soon as
0: you're, you know, as soon as the barbecue gets turned on, whoever's behind the grill is eating from that time until everybody goes to bed because there's, you know, you're picking at whatever's there.
1: But, yeah, I really even enjoyed that beer again. And enough that I bought uh, when I was running over and grabbing a couple of their IPAs today. I grabbed two of them to add to the collection. Sure and then i grabbed six pack of uh Vienna's.
0: nice cuz i like them yeah guy. it's a good it's a good go to
1: it's a, uh, probably my favorite Mine and then, too. um still enjoy their uh their red yep but yeah there's they've been doing some cool stuff and there we drank their um their fancy bottled one the other day um the belgian triple
0: i'm I think I've asked you this before, but for the sake of the listenership, uh, so beer box service, I think it's a wonderful idea of all of the blind box things that you can subscribe to. And there's like, there's meat boxes and cheese boxes. And then in my world, toys and like Funko Pops and like Nerd Block and all of those secret, we're going to send you stuff every month. This has got to be one of the best ideas for blind box and believe me I hate blind box anything cuz I want to know what I'm getting but as somebody who likes to try different beers I think this is a wonderful idea
1: I think um and it's not to begrudge this but it is this brewery's blind box right so, so that that's my question everything right? you're going to get is from them now they are introducing another new session Okay. So they kind of do these like little experiments and they seasonal stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So they've got another four beers coming out here shortly. Right. Right. So it, it's kind of that. Like the um, the one we're going to drink tonight, the the New England IPA is one of their. That's ex- the
0: last one for the night. Yeah. It's the the highest alcohol content. And
1: it's um it's one of their sessions. Okay. So it's I don't know if that means it's not Short available. Run. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But they, you know, they're probably, I can't tell you, I know Mill Street's been around for a long time, so I mean, but Fenlon Brewery is only Oh, Mill
0: Street's in the news.
1: I know. (laughs) 100th Meridian.
0: Yeah. And of course, we live in Bob Cajun, so it's even extra like, what?
1: What? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I think the time that that beer's been out. Yeah. Versus the lawsuit of them saying they're using the hips.
0: It's a brand new lawsuit. Yeah. Yeah. It seems
1: a long time that it's, why wouldn't you have nipped it in the bud right away?
0: If you guys haven't been paying attention uh, to what we're talking about, uh, the Mill Street Brewing Company, which is actually a division of Labatt's. So they're not as crafty as they want you to think they are. Uh, Labatt's, who is part of a major, one of the largest uh, beer conglomerates in the world has been sued by the surviving members of our uh national treasured band the Tragically Hip for uh, copyright infringement on the uh the 100th meridian saying that it's damaging to their uh to the band's brand but I took the time so after I read the article the first article I read actually put a link to the full uh disclosure from the band the 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 suit as it was filed I read the full suit and you know, whether it's a, whether you think that the band is acting in good faith or not, the other side of that is they're doing what they are legally obligated to do in order to protect their trademarks. Right. So, I mean, if they don't fight this, they have every, you know, they have every chance of losing the 100th Meridian trademark. Right.
1: Right. Right and so. they, right, but I mean it. It is. I mean, they sang a song about the hundredth meridian, which... meridian at the hundredth meridian. Let the great plains begin. And that's why I look at it, and I'm like, and when you look at that, the beer label, yeah. and it's what that beer is, yeah. It right, it's a wheat beer.
0: They one of the one of the defenses that was brought up was that well, the hundredth meridian, uh, it's an ale, I think. Yep. They're talking about the ingredients come from the hundredth meridian. It's like, uh, no, they don't, because the brewery is no nowhere near the hundredth meridian, and because you cannot, you can't trademark a place. That their defense, they the the legal team for the band do not recognize that as a defense, and they are pushing forward with it. I guess the other layer is that the the band has said, you know, we've done merch deals and licensing deals, which includes wine and spirits right and they've always sort of done it on good faith and i guess they've had issues before where the band has just said hey listen you're kind of treading on us so please don't and i guess their public statement said this is the first time that this has happened where they've had to go this far so when people say well why now I think that they've exhausted sort of every avenue that they could on their own with played nice. Right. And now it's get the lawyers involved because you're just not gonna You're not gonna do what we want you to right. do. Right.
1: Yeah. Which is too bad. Um, okay. So next beer.
0: What are we on to now?
1: So this is nickel, Oh, nickel yeah, Nickelbrook. The cool can.
0: The nickel Nickelbrook Brewery from Burlington, Ontario.
1: Correct. So Lost in Orbit is a critical tool for any Hopstronaut. Uh, nice. It's a juicy, hazy, and a remarkably crushable pouring a cloudy yellow. The brew gushes with citrus hops aromas and juicy tropical flavors of guava and tangerine. The finish is crisp and refreshing as a starry night sky, leaving you with a lingering sense of discovery, pairs best with curiosity, adventure, and exploration. <laughs>
0: I'll we'll talk about the can here for a second because I really like this. It's, uh, it, like most of them, it's a wrap. It's it's uh, purple and black, and the Lost in Orbit title, it's in the same font as uh,
1: NASA. Got to be careful. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Is that trademarked?
0: I don't know. <laughs> but it's got this cool, uh, it's an astronaut in the vein of heavy metal where the helmet is up and it's a skull inside. Like, there's no skin on this guy. And he's uh, rocking a giant boombox on his shoulder. He looks like he's a pretty hip hip uh, space skeleton.
1: Is, is. And this is a 4.5. Four and a half.
0: All right. What do you think about this one?
1: All right. Let's get a little sniffy do here.
0: I would say that's even more citrusy than the last one, at least on the nose.
1: Maybe. All right. Let's try it. it smells very typical of everything we uh, are probably yeah. going to drink tonight.
0: little more bitter? Definitely a little bit more bitter.
1: And I would not say you're getting those citrus notes at the front.
0: No. So, I mean, I've tried guava juice. Actually, I tried it at your house. Because <laughs> you bought it as mix for something. We did. I didn't like it. The I think that's that carries over. It does carry over to this.
1: I don't think it has a... It doesn't have a huge negative context i'm just not saying that it's in it's not hitting any of the palette markers that i would no. say like I, I couldn't say that it's crisp i couldn't say where when you're getting into just sort of those negative you know i can pick up the bitterness of the hops yeah i can you know
0: definitely cloudy i'm looking at this and i don't i don't know to me it almost looks like at the bottom here that it's pulpy there's definitely some some sediment there. Something is settling.
1: I would concur. That's funny. Um, and I will shout out, I had a preconceived uh, idea of what I was buying today. And uh, Cameron's Brewing makes a hazy IPA that we've had a couple times here and there. And uh, I could not find it today. And I really enjoy it. So, right. Um maybe that's sort of um given me a taste profile of what a hazy i p a should be, and this is uh missing that mark
0: it's funny it's it's um it's a little uh misleading in the sense that the note yep the note is stronger on the nose than it is on the palate the citrus i mean
1: yes. Certainly. Not
0: bad. Not certainly not bad.
1: Managed to finish the cup, didn't sure. you? Sure. But um yeah, definitely I feel like I've got a little bit of that uh, bitterness still at the back end of my palate. Um still was a good beer, but um I guess that puts uh, Flying Monkeys in the lead.
0: I would agree with that. Oh. So both of us agreeing that we were not beer drinkers to begin with in our lives both trained into it at what point did you decide i guess you kind of answered in the last one that you you'd switched over the why's and the how's but when did you decide that you actually liked beer
1: probably after college so i probably we're talking like 25 maybe 30 i was probably married that's late it is late yeah yeah i remember starting to date michelle in high school and she drank blue because I'm sure her dad drank blue and I did yep. not enjoy kissing her.
0: There's a lot of blue in our house too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Cause she tasted like beer. Oh boy. And I'm like, I don't like that. I don't like the way your tongue tastes in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I stuck it out and I married her anyway. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's funny. And that, that's when you think back to those ones you're like, oh man, I just don't like the taste of beer. And like, Right, blue or you know Canadian, and and very seldom. When you go to my beer fridge, will you see the big guys? No, exactly. Yeah. Like right, Keese, sure, um, is probably the most popular one. Right, that you would classify as a, a big brewery, Alexander Tate, the pride of Nova Scotia, and uh, it's an IPA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and then Coors Light because right if you have people over you don't like, it's
0: you can give it away. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's cheap. And and everybody likes it.
0: It's cold and free and that's yeah. usually most people's favorite right. flavor.
1: And then you're you're <laughs> not over you're not over serving anyone. You know, you give somebody two Coors Lights and then if they leave your house
0: You know, within reasonable amount of time.
1: Yeah, they're not sure. They're not inebriated.
0: Yeah. Well so, you hope not.
1: No, right? But I mean, some of these beers that we've talked about are the Fortifieds. You, yeah, and the, yeah, you can go. I mean, right? You throw back two cans at ten percent. So what? It was what the nineties, with all the strong beers.
0: When the when the two when Molson and Labatt's were competing back and forth with right. their Fortifieds, and yes. there was like
1: Mad Dog,
0: Wildcat, yes, Triple X. Yep. There was a bunch. what was Labatt's? Was it Labatt? Was it one? that was just called Seven. Maybe. They all tended to have like black cans and they were kind of edgy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I mean, they all, none of them tasted good.
0: It was right at the height of when I just, when I was fully embracing the bar culture and I was probably, oh, I don't know, I was in the bars. I mean, that was when, three,
1: four nights a week. I mean, that's when Jolt Cola came out too. Like everybody was trying to,
0: Jolt Cola.
1: Everybody was trying to do all the flavor and twice the caffeine. Maximum damage.
0: I guess, yeah.
1: Yeah. But for sure, for sure. We um we drank that because it right got you drunk faster. And yeah. Made you funny sooner. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah. Um but never really enjoyed it. I probably just drank it because to drink it. And then if I could get liquor, way more of a liquor there is
0: there is far better tasting for comparative money. Right. Uh, Yeah. And you can
1: control what it tasted like. Oh, my gosh. I want it with orange juice. I want it with cola. Yeah, yeah. And that was always the thing with beer, is all beers kind of tasted the same when you're, you know.
0: When you're young and dumb.
1: Yeah, 1920. Yeah, yeah. And then I think, too, right? the throwback to when I was buying underage, and trying to buy something that didn't taste like beer, I was buying, like, um, sure. Oh, what were they called? Like President's Choice. Oh, like Sarasota's? Mm, like, uh, Durango. Durango's? Like yeah, cactus yeah. Yeah. Berry, which all it was was flavored beer, which is now a yep, thing, right? Yeah. Like, Rattlers? Rattlers,
0: yeah. There's a huge uh, thing. Razz- uh, Traditionally, it's what grapefruit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: But that wasn't a thing back then. So you were buying these flavored beers, and it was like, well, it's better than just normal beer. Yeah. uh, But it was still terrible.
0: What's the joke that I make? Cheerleader beer. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But I mean, right? It didn't taste good, though. At least cheerleader beers are like sweet and tasty. Right. And they're fun to drink. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I love that.
0: Just give me some Wildberry. Does that even Uh, still exist?
1: I don't know. I drank that too. (laughs) Wildberry
0: vodka coolers, Right?
1: Just crack it and throw it back.
0: Have you ever wanted to start a podcast, but you didn't know where to begin? Maybe you'd like to try podcasting without having to invest in any recording equipment. Do you have an idea for a show, but you're not sure how to develop it? Let Sawcast Productions take care of all of that so you can focus on what it is you want to say. Sockcast Productions offers podcasting solutions ranging from recording and basic editing to fully produced episodes complete with all the audio embellishments of a broadcast quality show. And when your show is ready, Sockcast Productions can distribute it too. Contact us online today. So, what do you want to say? Yeah, so I think for me it was probably uh I don't know, my early 20s where I was fully decided that I was a beer guy. And I was a beer guy exclusively for a number of years.
1: Right. Now yeah. that you're sir, you're enlisted.
0: Yeah, when I was so yeah, I mean pr- when I joined the military whew, there was a period there where uh, I was in the bar four nights a week. Right. So I was drinking a lot of beer. Like the Legion? No, I was I was paying like downtown Hop a cab, go downtown, hit the uh, hit the gentleman's club for an hour or so, and then go to the nightclub, which was so s- in the same $8. building. Yeah, yeah, premium price for not yeah. a premium product, right? But you know, I was young and not very you know but wise.
1: Again, I'll tell you from a guy that went to strip clubs growing up. Yeah, a sure. Beer was easier to hide. That you didn't need another beer.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And, uh, then.
0: You could nurse that quite a while.
1: Right. Versus yeah. a mixed drink.
0: Yeah. Cause when that glass is empty, they're on you. Like yeah, you're yeah. drinking or you're out.
1: Exactly. Where yeah. you, if you kept your beer in your hand, cause they'd come and pick up your glass and kind of, or the bottle even. And ship sure. it to see if, uh, what was left and be like, oh, you need another beer. There
0: were very few nights where I spent the whole night, uh, in the, in the, uh, in the strip club. Right. Uh, it was always sort of, uh, you know, on a Friday night, when you're, you know, on base and you just want to get as far away from there as you can go, it's like as soon as we're done eating, we're getting the car and we're going. So, like, we're hitting the town at like six o'clock at night. Right. What do you do at six o'clock at night? Yeah. You know, in the evening, you, you go to the strip club because there's nothing else to do. Right.
1: There's serving alcohol. There's music. There's naked women. Right. And you can't go to a regular bar. You can go to a yeah. pub. Yeah. But that's not what you're looking for.
0: Conveniently enough, at, you know, in the in Owen Sound at the time, up on Georgian Bay, close to Meaford, uh, the strip bar and the, the, the nightclub were the same building. So nice. it was literally a, ma- a matter of, are you ready to go downstairs yet? Yeah, I guess so. Let's go. There you go. Yeah. But we drank a lot of beer there.
1: Which is right. It's what we did.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> and even, and even back here, like before I moved away, like, because I kind of bounced around a bit, right? I kind of came and went a couple of times before I finally We're... permanently relocated. And I mean, be- between 19 and twenty twenty two, I was here locally, Corth Lakes, and I was,
1: well, I was probably in the
0: bar three nights a week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All year. Summer, winter didn't matter.
1: I mean, right. If that's where your social group is.
0: At that time in my life it was, yeah.
1: Well, right and I mean like, it worked for Norm. Yeah. Where everybody knew your name. Why would you <laughs> not be there? Uh the
0: rec- I got some recognition there because I dated one of the girls and then in, in the bar in Owen Sound, I got some recognition by one of the bartenders. She knew me as the Jack uh the Jack Daniels on Ice guy. Because that's usually how I would start. I'd say give me a double jack on ice. Right. And then it would just be.
1: That's one of my you know. proudest moments. Went to a Headstones concert.
0: Headstones, yeah.
1: And uh, maybe it was at the Bala. Oh, Key to Bala. Yeah. And uh, by the end of the night, the bartender knew what I was drinking. Yeah. I was yeah. so proud of myself.
0: I've got recognition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I
1: over-tipped him on, like, oh, the, cool. on the first one. So then if there was a lineup.
0: You might get some preferential. He
1: Oh, for sure he was coming to me first. He's like another double rye and I'm like yeah but yeah cool and then right give him a good tip at the end of the night and I was like super yeah, appreciate yeah, yeah. that and yeah and that was um, that was my theory for a long time
0: throw money at them
1: is over tip the first bartender yep. that serves you yeah like look at my face remember, remember what... me yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, and, and you know what I also <laughs> shows you how much I eat at the keg there when I was playing Sunday night hockey yeah I'd go for dinner I'd work and then I'd try to kill time sure. before hockey. just it's like, well, where do I want to go? I don't want to have McDonald's and then go like skate my guts out. Right. So I started going to the <laughs> go to the bar side, and get a keys and a steak, or a keys and, you know. Yeah, yeah. But right, I was walking in there and uh, got to the point where the bartender was like, Gives me the nod and not, hey, how are you doing? And be like, kiss. And he'd already have it. And I was like, went there one night with Michelle.
0: The one time that's not what you want. Damn.
1: No. Nah, I, I, I would never tell him. I would never tell him that you because, just take right? It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one night, uh, Michelle and I went, and nice. it was full on the restaurant side. Okay. And we went to the bar side. <laughs> and he gives me the nod. The keys is on the counter. She's like, "You come here much?" And I'm like. um enough yeah, yeah every sunday for like uh 6 months
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: but yeah yeah it's 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 nice it's recognition but it also kind of uh speaks to that thing of oh maybe i am here too much
0: i never thought about it at the time you know but uh retrospectively now where i am in my life of course i was
1: but right i there, there's one thing about volume and then there's just like oh it's just you know he knows i come sunday night i get one kiss yeah oh, yeah it's not like I'm pounding back three and then going.
0: I I would say this though, especially since we've reconnected, my consumption is considerably higher than it was in the preceding years. You know, um, and that's not a bad thing, not at all. I would say that, given the opportunity and given the the social element of it, I think it's always better. It is with friends, right? It totally is, and I mean. We've done it at our place. We have our uh, our civic August uh, the the August long weekend here in Canada is a is a civic holiday, or at least it is in Ontario, and so we do this thing every uh, every year where it's a it's a two day. I don't want to call it a bender, but it's three, a three day. Technically, yes, because you come Friday afternoon and then Saturday, Saturday, we, Saturday, it's all day Saturday, and then you know we go out that night walking. Um, and then Sunday we do it all over again.
1: Yeah, it's so funny that you say that it's like two days, and I'm like, man, year one it was four days. <laughs> it totally was four, and we probably went three days last year.
0: On a on a continuous buzz.
1: Yeah. But, right, it's it's different when you're with. It's not like you're hiding in your room and, no, no. and drinking by yourself and hiding the bottles. I'm
0: not sitting in a college dorm wondering if I'm going to pass this exam. I'm not, you know, 20 years old, first time away from home, you know, trying to prove myself to a bunch of other, you know, 20-somethings that, you know, I've got street cred. It's just like hanging out with my friends and and having a few drinks.
1: Having a few drinks and being silly. Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is, too, before that weekend, there'd be the opportunity that you might have not drank in three weeks. For sure. If, you know, everybody's busy and whatever. You're like, well, I haven't drank in three weeks, so it's okay. And then yeah, it when is. you're done, you know what? You might not drink for another three weeks.
0: And that is that's that's been my my responsible adult life has been that way, you know, not drinking for weeks at a time, or in in some cases, uh, years, right? Like 365 day abstention <laughs> times
1: two. Yeah. Yeah, I would think if you know if I'm not seeing people yeah. and it's like, oh, I don't need to have a beer. I don't I have to have a drink and it's like and then you stop and then it's always funny cuz then all of a sudden if you stop buying things you like to drink and you're looking at your liquor cabinet and you're like, I'm just not going to drink.
0: I have my uh you know, we we go out for dinner on Thursday nights before our axe club and uh periodically I will have a drink with dinner whether that's a beer or other drink. And then we get to the club, and it's like, oh, well, Scott and Michelle are here. I'm going to have a beer. And then it's like, oh, but I'm only allowed to have three at the Axe Club because they're super responsible, and I really appreciate that. But there are nights where I've had my three, and I want more.
1: Oh, for sure. And, right, it's settled in. It's feeling good. You know, maybe you're throwing a little better. Yeah. Maybe you're just... It's taking the knot out of your, the back of your neck. What, whatever, yep. right? And it's like.
0: It usually ends with me asking you, are you working tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. Should we continue <laughs> drinking when we
1: get back to Bob Cajun? Uh, no. And you know uh, what? And I look at it too is, you know what? I've paid my fee to them for the league. Right. But it's also supporting that club.
0: It's and really. Business. I mean, if they're not selling merch. Yeah. And they don't have a lot. No. How else are we pouring money into them? And
1: into something that you enjoy and want yeah. to stay open. Yeah. So, you buying a beer a week or two beers a week is supporting that business. Cause you know what? I don't even know what it costs. Is it a hundred and
0: it was a hundred and ten, I think, right per person. So, times two, cause right. Kim and I both play, you and Michelle play. Yeah. So, so but
1: a hundred and ten bucks for eight weeks. So, when you kind of look at that. You know,
0: it's cheaper than doing a lane rental on a casual pickup night. Y- yes. Yeah. And
1: and right. I think they might still give you a discount on beer on league nights. I'm not sure.
0: On beer or on the lane?
1: Beer. There used to be member, like league member beer prices. I didn't know that. Maybe they got rid of that since COVID. I didn't know that. But. Uh, yeah, so little things. But, I mean, again, it's putting money into their business every week. Yeah. Because when you get all that money up front, you pay your bills up front, and then it's like, oh, you still have operating costs. You still have to buy wood. Yes. All those things. Got to turn on the lights. So. Um, Where are we at now? Beer number three. Number three. So this is Mill Street, Hopped and Confused, volume two. So I guess that probably means there was a volume one at one point, and maybe this is a return.
0: Is this a session one as well? Or? I don't know. Okay.
1: So Hopton Confused is a no no one-hit wonder. Volume two is packed with delicious, seasonable tastes of malted barley and toasted wheat flakes, with notes of peach, nectarine, and tropical fruit. Oh, interesting! Uh, from Mosaic Galaxy and Centennial Hops, fermented warm with Kiev yeast and hazy brew is like nothing else. Let the adventure begin
0: so this one is a little uh a little darker than the last one, and it's certainly more cloudy
1: four point seven
0: This is a four point seven okay, well, let's have a sniff.
1: still has that smell of citrus
0: I would say of the of the three, this is the least the weakest note
1: right. can you smell the peaches?
0: I am uncertain if that's what I'm smelling. Certain, would, certainly I'm getting the citrus
1: end of it. I would think I could smell the peach.
0: I don't know if I'm that discerning. <laughs> Here we go. Mm. Less, Less bitter. Certainly smoother than the last one. I'm not sure. Maybe even too smooth.
1: Ooh, no. You're
0: not into that one. Uh-uh. I don't think I would be either.
1: Um, Sort of like the Lost in Orbit. It's got that bitter taste at the bottom end, but I also get it at the front. And I'm not getting... It's not a real refreshing beer. No.
0: Is this karma for me speaking poorly of the brewery?
1: Maybe. Oh, boy. That'll teach you. Shut up and like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting. All right, you can talk while I try to
0: finish this. Sure. I don't even know what I'm going to say. How do, I, how do I entertain everybody but myself?
1: Ah, you'll do fine.
0: <laughs> so I think while Scott's uh, choking away, I'm going to fill his brain with some suggestions here. Uh, he and I are both seasoned international travelers, and when international travel means international beer, and uh we've done this at home uh we've had get-togethers where i've i've purchased a selection of international beers and i've brought them over to the house and we've tried to get through them with various results what i wanted to talk about was when we travel and we've we've traveled together now to the united states and cuba correct but i have also been to several other countries and you've been to a few other countries who's got the best beer
1: well uh, And not being, I'd love to get to Europe or Europe, Ireland, England, any of those, right? Because I think there's a real beer brewing, right? If you're really a connoisseur, you need to go to Belgium. You need to go to England. You need to go to Ireland. I agree. And um, where we're... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> our vacations have tend to be in uh, more of a tropical, summer. Tropical. <laughs> and, I, I mean, this is the thing. When you go to, you know, cerveza por pavor Right. Um, I mean, not. I don't think you're ever there for the beer. No, that's true. Right? You're there for cocktails. You're there for margaritas. Yeah. You're there for, you know. Drink, Whatever
0: the flavor of the. Yeah, drinks with shaved yeah. ice. Yeah, yeah.
1: But um I I mean obviously Mexico I would think is probably my favorite beers
0: Mexican cervezas
1: right whether that's you know soul or whether that's just throw back down um
0: Corona? Corona Sure um It's funny you know when you travel internationally that all these imports that we would you know pay a premium on are the bar brands of the countries that they're made in Yeah you know.
1: And then in Cuba, like right, you've got Bacanero.
0: So, I mean, it's no secret to, to Canadians that you know Cuba. Traveling to Cuba is kind of like a, it's one of those those things that we wear proudly on our sleeves. That ha, ah, we can travel to Cuba and and the U.S. can't. And uh, yeah, they're essentially for tourism. There's essentially two two beers in the country. One of them, which personally I, as a beer drinker. I very, very much like it, and that's Crystal or Cristal, depending on how you want to pronounce it. That one's for you, Rob Pounder. Crystal. Comes in a green can, it's got palm trees on it. Looks quite nice.
1: Tastes delicious when it you're is. In the it's bus.
0: super delicious. I call them bus beers because you buy them by the bagful at the airport and you take it on the bus with you and you partake on the bus as you head out to your hotel. But Bucanero is like a I guess it's more of an ale. I call it the backup beers. That's the one when you, you you open the mini fridge and there's one can of crystal and there's one can of arrow. you you go for the crystal first. Hopefully the you know you've you've tipped your you've tipped your um, the maid service well, the and the, the, the beverage cart guy. Yeah. And he changes your arrow can for a second can of crystal. Otherwise, you know, you you kind of gotta bank the crystals for the week that you're there and save them. <laughs> but I, definitely in Cuba, crystal is the beer to go for.
1: Have you, other than bus beers, have you ever sat down on a day in Cuba, like at the pool, and crushed beer all day? Yeah. Oof.
0: Yeah. There have been days where they've been 100% beer days. In fact, on our wedding trip, which you were on, yep. do you remember the day that our friend Dan got the the fingerboard from the waiter with all the holes right, in it? right. That was beer all day could carry something like a dozen beer cups in the
1: i thought we were drinking mixed drinks all day
0: well we probably were on on another day but we did a day where it was with the board i thought
1: they were mixed drinks were they beer all day was for me oh yeah i don't remember (laughs) he was fantastic he 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 really did a great job
0: he did he was more than happy to run shuttle beers he was a hero yeah. Dan, if you're listening, you know, we don't appreciate you enough. And I just want to say thank thank you for doing that because it, it was one of the, the fondest memories of that trip.
1: I miss so, you, man.
0: Thank you for doing that uh, for us. Kortha Arcade. Cortha Arcade Machines in uh oh uh, it's, it's not Havelock. Is it Havelock? It is Havlock. It lock. is Havelock. Our friends uh Dan over at Cortha Arcade Machines, if you're looking for uh uh an upright uh arcade machine with with uh, several classic video games. You can give him a, a shout-out on Facebook. And
1: he does some cool 3D printing.
0: Yes. In fact, uh, I just got a message the other day. Uh, he's upgraded to a resin, resin printer.
1: And if you wanted uh, minis, he was yes. saying. Yep. But uh, did you see his Oni mask?
0: I did. It looks wonderful.
1: Looks good. Good painted, too. So he's made sort of a Japanese samurai Oni mask. It would be the, the
0: traditional mask that the samurai would have worn on their armor.
1: Yeah, and he's yeah. wearing it over his conventional COVID mask, so yeah. he looks badass at the job site.
0: And his construction helmet on top, which I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It <laughs> looks good. Good. Shout-outs to Dan.
0: So going back to the international beer thing, um, I have been to Europe, uh, to a few countries in Europe, and it just some of my favorites. It's really unfortunate because at one time I was able to get one of my favorites here in Ontario. I was able to buy it once or twice, and then it kind of disappeared. But um, from Slovenia, there's a beer called Zlatarog. It comes in a green can, and it's got like a goat's head on it. So we just kind of call it goat beer. Right. Super, 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 super tasty. Huh. Um, And if you can ever get it, it's right. Zlotarog. So it's Z-L. It's a really weird spelling. Zlaturag. Of course.
1: I was going to say, how many X's and Z's does oh, it have?
0: Oh, yeah. Has? Yeah, yeah. And when I visited uh, Budapest, I was able to taste the original recipe, Budweiser.
1: Oh, very good.
0: Puts the American bud to shame.
1: Which is, r- right? I mean, they probably knocked off that version, and then they've dumbed it down.
0: All the recipes, I think, are, like you say, they're imported from, you know, these big big brew houses from Europe.
1: Yeah. No, for sure, right? And I mean, that's where it all started, right? Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> there's nothing original. I don't think there's anything original or, you know really original thoughts or ideas.
0: Well, even talking to guys like, like I mentioned earlier, like our friend Keith, who's a brewmaster and talking to the guys over at Fenland, who we've talked to quite a few times. And even they will say like, there is only so much you can do with barley and hops. So once you've, once you've played that out, you're starting to look at infusions. Right. Because that's all that's left. Yeah. Right. So.
1: Different things you can do. Right. Well, that was right. I actually had additional beers here tonight. And we kind of pared this down to the four we were drinking. But I mean, right? Um, Fallon Brewery still does a mango pale ale, which we decided not to have two from the same brewery. Yeah, I, so. So, right, they're, they're infusing with fruit. They the ha- fruit
0: choices kind of throw me for a loop because a lot of those tropical fruits, I don't really care for them. Right. You know, so, you know, I love beer and I'm totally willing to try them, but. I think of things like so the guava one I'm like
1: oh, guava mm, yeah
0: and mango is another one where it's like could you not make one that's got like um, what's the fruit that's got all the seeds in it passion Uh, no we had them in Afghanistan they grew pomegranate pomegranate pomegranate's a lovely fruit if you can get past the seeds right
1: <laughs> and know. obviously right if you're you're doing it that way and you're infusing it works well because then you're filtering it anyway
0: that's one of my other fond memories of beer is deployment. Uh, when you're on a, so I've been on two tours. first tour was not a dry tour. So that meant I was allowed my operational limit of two beers per day. We had a mess on the camp and I could go to the mess every day and I could have my two beers and get my card stamped. Oh,
1: could, is that how they did it? Yeah. I was going to say, how do they maintain that?
0: They use a, a punch card and the bartender has a like a just a single hole punch and they, chook chook and they right. punch your card. At the end of the month, you get a new card. Right. And you know, if you had a good relationship with the bartender because at that time we were hiring the locals. We were we were actually S4, the stabilization force was supporting the economy by hiring locals to do a lot of like camp maintenance kind of jobs. So sure. like housekeeping was all locals. So our bartenders were local. And if you kind of got in with the the bartender, they'd punch the same hole. Right. A few times, right? So if you were if you were on the on the DL, you know, there were a lot of people on that tour who were pretty drunk for for six months, right? I was
1: gonna say now, like if you had a buddy that, um, <laughs> that answers the question, but like right, that didn't drink, you could punch his card and drink. So his this shirt.
0: is it, right? I mean, everybody got a everybody got a mess card because in the military, everybody pays mess dues whether you drink or not, right? Right, you must belong to a mess; it's part of the rules. So if you don't drink, it'd be like, did you have your two beers today? Nope. Give me your card. Right. And uh, quite often they don't, you know, you present your mess card but nobody's asking you to show your ID with your mess card. Right. So yeah, that did, you know, that, that did. That happened happen as well. For sure.
1: I mean, and I guess as long as nothing happened, there's no repercussions to Well,
0: that. there some things did happen, not in my camp per se. I mean, there was some drunken disorderlies and stuff that people like fortunately the the boys got a hold of their person and basically, you know, strapped them into their bed and fed them water until they were stop being silly but in another camp up in the northern part of the country there was a quite a large uh party <laughs> and one of the civilian employees fell off a balcony oh so that that was a major incident right that prompted uh some charges and you know some people went home on that one right afghanistan completely different story it's a dry tour it's a combat it's right. a solid combat tour so but the problem the thing is they still they still ship the beer over because there is still that two person per day limit. So there is a provision there for having the stuff in the country. But they would dole it out on special occasions. Right. Like each subunit was allocated so many recreational events right. where you were allowed to have your two beers. Same thing, you know, if my if my company was allotted two beers per person, so the health services company, and I think we were I don't know, 50 or 60 people, but two thirds of us are deployed outside the wire, which means, you know, one third of them are back there drinking the beer for two thirds of the people, right? Or they did it smartly, as was the case with one of our parties, and they saved it. So by the end of the tour, we had a pretty big blowout where, you know, even the leadership, our own leadership kind of turned a blind eye and kind of let us go and have a, a few more. So, right. But those are some of my fonder memories. you know, sort of surrounding beer.
1: I don't even know. I can't, I would never tell you that, uh, (laughs) fond memories. Probably not.
0: You don't have any memories that you associate with, with beer? With beer?
1: Yeah. No, I remember going to, like, baseball, like, uh, ball tourneys after, and, uh, drinking skunky 50-sided, uh, MGDs. Right, right. And it's like, Oh, those were terrible. Um <laughs> No, man. No.
0: Let me get Okay, let me give you another one then. Cuz I do. I've got another one and this one is super cool. My friend Chris Marshall, Chris Marshall, if you're listening to the show, you know the story I'm about to tell. He and I went on a uh on a support run where we were the the uh ambulance for a road party. Now, at the end of our tour in Bosnia, they were starting to wind down a lot of the stuff. So a lot a lot of things were happening. All the ammunition, the stockpiles of ammunition that had been in the country were now getting sent back to Canada. So these truckloads, sea containers worth of ammunition and ordnance is getting shipped out to the port because it's got to get on a boat to go back to Canada. you have a big road move like that, you've got to have medical support. So we get tasked as the ambulance for this big road move. So we've got to drive from our camp, which is sort of middle-ish. Of the country, we drive down to another camp down in the south, meet up with the uh, convoy, and then we drive to the port at uh, oh hell, where did we go? Split, which is in uh, in Croatia. So we get on to Split, we get to the port, and the port NCO he's like, "All right, guys, you're you're here. You don't. There's nothing else for you to do because there's medics that are already overseeing the the loading. Like they're there. That's their job is to be there all day. So we didn't have a job." until we left to go back up north. And so it's like, what do you want us to do? He's like, you're on your own until your 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 next timing tomorrow. So, you know, if you're going out, you know, stay away from here, here, and here, and these places are good. So Chris and I find this, like, little hole-in-the-wall bar called Hey Joe. Yeah, 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 Hey Joe. So Chris and I don't speak a lick of Serbo-Croat, and, you know, the English-speaking population in Croatia is kind of hit, it's hit and miss, it's kind of spotty. We we've got enough between us that we can negotiate our way into the bar, order drinks, and we we found this hey Joe because they have live music, and we're like oh there's gonna be a band tonight, and the band was a local band, and we couldn't figure out what they were playing, a rock band they they played well right, but I'm telling you whole hole in the wall bar it's probably. Uh, the bar, Scott, would be maybe the size of the studio.
1: Right, right, right.
0: And like, so standing room only. And uh, they start playing. And we couldn't figure out what they were playing until <laughs> until switching from Serbo-Croat into plain English, knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Oh,
1: very cool. And Chris
0: and I are like, yeah! And we're just, we're totally into it, right? So we're trying different beers, because Chris and I both like beer. And we ordered, you know, the, what was on tap. They had two Borg. And Tuborg yep. is what, from the Netherlands, I think? I want to say the Netherlands. So, you know, highfalutin, right? We Basically, Tuborg. And so we get the Tuborg branded glass that he fills it up. And in Croatia, it's legal to drink on the street. You can walk out the door and you can drink, but nobody does it. Right. So, as Canadians, as tourists, right, walking down the road with your beers, and we were having a great old time. And uh, we say to the guy, uh hey bartender. Can we uh can we buy the glass cuz we wanted the a souvenir from our our time in in yeah. Split. Yeah. He's like no 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 no. Chris. <laughs> like, They're not going to sell us the glass. So Chris is like can we have the glass? Like can we just have it? And he's like no. So finally we're like okay, we give up our table. We're drinking away. We get another beer and then it's like I still smoked cigarettes at the time, so I was stepping outside to smoke a cigarette. And drinking beers. Yeah, drinking beers, because it's totally legal. We should just walk away. Yeah, and eventually we just walked away. Kept a glass. Nice. And that glass, this is 2003, that glass survived the rest of the tour, flew home, wrapped in, like, socks in my barrack box, and I still have it to this day. Nice. So that's my my last good memory about beer. Tuborg.
1: Nice. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean- I've had good days drinking beer, but it's been more about the people I've been with than the beers. Maybe that's
0: just it, though. Like, like you know, I know who I was with. Yeah. I know where I was. I know what I was doing.
1: Like, I, right, I've had great days with you. And yeah. it's like, right, and, and, and maybe our, <laughs> maybe more liquor-oriented. I think we had a great day with Moonshine.
0: Oh, we're going to have another great day with Moonshine because I, I just found, found a bottle. Found a jar in the back of the liquor cabinet that we had forgotten about because it was on the very bottom shelf, and it is a brand new, not uh, not cracked bottle of butter cake.
1: Now, remind me, it's kind of a- Butter
0: cake is the one that we mixed it with. Uh, root beer? Yeah, and it was kind of like, it was like doctor Peppery right. root beer-y. Oh, it was really good. Really, really yeah, root beer with uh with coke, it comes out with a root beerish kind of flavor. Yeah, I
1: think I still have an open bottle of sweet tea. Um, like
0: I still have chocolate silk right. and coffee.
1: You need to drink more. Well, how have we not finished that?
0: I don't know. I'm self employed, so I can drink whenever I want. I guess. I tend to wait for you.
1: Right, right, right. We <laughs> polished ours off. Michelle did a great job that night. Had a close friend pass away, and she uh, certainly celebrated her life. <laughs> Sometimes that's what it takes. It is, it is, and we drank a lot that night. I
0: drank a lot at my mom's, right? My mom's uh, uh, celebration of life, right? But then again, like people were buying me beer, and I was, I was happy to accept it. Yes, so It was pretty cool.
1: All right, before it gets too warm. Oh yeah, we got one more to go through here. Beer so, number four number
0: four. This one's the Hometown Brew.
1: Hometown Fenland Falls Brewing. And this is their New England IPA. Very simple description. Big flavor of citrus and tropical fruit balanced by a refreshing and satisfying smooth finish.
0: No surprise that this one comes in a green can, that it's very much emulating. Now, Fenland Brewery uses the same imagery on all their cans. Correct. It's very nice. I quite like it. It's very, uh, what I like to describe as sort of old-timey. Yep. You know, the...
1: Basically, it's the, uh, the profile of the of building. Of their building, Of the yeah. building that they're in.
0: Yeah, and, and the little banner, uh, the banner on the front is kind of evocative of, like, you know, McGillicuddy's, you know, like uh, I think of... Um, like a snake oil guy, you know, in yep. the Wizard of Oz, like it's that style. Not saying that that's what we're <laughs> we're drinking, and not insinuating that the brewery is selling snake oil by any means. But uh, green can very much like the Keith's label; it's a similar uh, green color,
1: and uh, the same same gist is on the can. So we are not missing too much in their lingo. They keep it nice and simple, pretty
0: simple. And this one is the is six point.
1: 6.2 oh, on 6.2. The web- okay, on the here, we go. here we go. Last one. Yeah,
0: last one. Strong citrus note. I like it. Yeah, me too.
1: Mm. That feels good on my tongue. That's not bad. And no better at the back end.
0: It's there, but I would say that it is very much.
1: If you would have cleaned your palette maybe it well. wouldn't be.
0: <laughs> I cleaned it by talking. Right. <laughs> no surprise that this one is the uh the darkest of all of them and it's certainly in terms of opacity I'd say it's also the cloudiest
1: quality product. Which is not just throwing it out to say it. That may be for barber poles. <laughs>
0: Well, there's going to be a split on that decision, because this isn't my favorite. Is it not? No, it's not. Got to wait, though, until I'm done. Then yeah, we can, yeah. Then we can weigh in. All right. Yeah, by the end of that, that's a sipper. That's not a one that I'd want
1: to... Well, and again, right, it's it's the highest...
0: The highest alcohol per, per content. Volume. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And um, so are you saying that um, the mutants are revolting?
0: So, yeah, my number one, yeah, yeah, the mutants are revolting right. from I, uh from flying monkey. Yeah, yeah, that's my number one, hands it, down.
1: And I mean, right? They call it a crushable IPA.
0: Two of them had crushable in yes. there. Was the was the the lost? Uh, I think the lost orbit was lost oh, in orbit. Was that it, or it, was it the mill? I know two of them actually use the descriptor "crushable," so. While you're thinking about being crushable, head on over to our Facebook page and smash the like button. Give us a follow while you're there. Don't forget that you can catch all of our audio on any of the major podcasting platforms. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. And our audio is also uploaded to our uh, production company's YouTube page. You can find all of that at sawcastproductions at uh, youtube.com click the playlist hanging at the barbershop for all of our back catalog. Yeah, so for me it's uh Mutants. Mutants number 1.
1: Right. You could you could probably talk me into that. Do you think so? Into <sighs> no, into the Mutants? I liked it. It would have been number 2.
0: Yeah, so you're saying Fenlon is number 1 for you.
1: I liked it a lot. A lot, eh? Yeah. Interesting. But again, here's the interesting thing. It probably tasted the least like an IPA. Like it didn't have that bite at the end that I would say all IPAs have. Yeah, and I mean they bring it up that uh, it's a smooth finish. So I mean,
0: well, this is it. The other two, the middle two. So the sorry, the first two did have the most tart bite, right? Uh, hoppy after the second or the third one had the least. Like when I say like it was smooth, like and that's why I say maybe even too smooth. Right, that's the one with the mango. Right. So, yeah, I would say. Oh.
1: So, if you your rating on them, what are you? What's number one? Okay, number
0: one is flying uh, monkeys. Is is um the mutants are revolting from flying monkeys. Number one. Number two, lost in orbit. Uh, number three is going to be uh the Fenland, New England, and coming in dead last, bad karma. Mill Street with their Hopped and Confused Volume 2.
1: Funny. So with me, I'm probably going with uh, Fenlon Brew with the New England, then the Flying Monkeys with Mutants, then the Nickelbrook with Lost in...
0: Lost in Orbit? Orbit. I want to yep. say Lost in Space. I know. <laughs> and then again, I agree
1: with you that Hopped and Confused is the bottom.
0: Yeah. Funny, I think last on our last episode, we were pretty much in agreement on the number one.
1: And then, sort of,
0: they were interchangeable.
1: Yeah. Um. But again, I really did enjoy the. Um. We had to crown a champion. Oh. To, to push something forward to championship. I guess right. Rating Flying Monkeys number two. And so you're th- number one. It's
0: my number one, and you're number two, which it
1: becomes the champion of the evening. Of the
0: evening. Wow. Interesting that the first one that we try comes out on top.
1: I think that's happened. Is that coming down to the 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 taste and the memory? But again, you got to think back like four beers. What did that True taste enough. like?
0: Yeah, but for me, like the memory of that is very strong. Outstrips. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, I liked it right away. Now, is this like when we did the when we did the lifestyle challenge? Because the first thing like we say the default uh, thing was like right so that's the first one if we had arranged them in a different order do you think we would have do you think i would have preferentialed the first one i tried no matter what it was
1: i don't know um i guess going forward if we could pick a shitty pear put it at the start and see if you uh somehow pick that as your favorite
0: i often i wonder now like Having a third person here in the studio with us, would there be, a, would there be a three way split? Would there be? Right. Would there be more?
1: Everybody, I mean, everybody's got their own yeah. preference and their own taste. Um, <laughs> I,
0: I have to say, I'm, and I'm making a big play for this. I would really like to get one of the one of the brewmasters in here as sort of the guiding force, right? Because they would have the discerning palate that we don't have. Yes. And they could sort of be the guiding, like, this is what we're looking for, this is what we're talking about.
1: Did you read any of um <laughs> I read as blog? much as you did. <laughs> yeah, the blog from Fenlon.
0: I um, did. I read it through once, and I retained almost none of it, except for the arrange them from lightest to darkest. darkest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, which, uh, they're the brewmaster at Fenlon Brew uh, loves brewing, and he's gone to school sure, for brewing, sure. and... But he says, you know, sometimes you have to um rethink the words and the adjectives to describe the taste. That's and it's right, always yeah. good to rethink it so you're not always kind of using the, the same, same
0: word ology. Verbiage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But uh yeah.
0: Do you so, remember what our number one was from uh the first round of purposes? Prin-
1: I uh, re listened to the episode. Prins of Darkness. For Interesting. Sure. I gotta yeah. check
0: my uh check my stock. Did I keep one? <laughs> Because if I didn't, then I gotta source I th- one.
1: <laughs> I think we did. I think that was the idea that- keep
0: one for going ahead. Right. Yeah. So we're two two rounds into uh Cold Ones now with the idea that uh, by the time we hit round uh what, four? Well,
1: four, four five. five. I guess four. Four we're gonna keep it.
0: The fifth one would be the uh champions Clash of the edition. Champions, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cold One's the championship edition. So two episodes in, two beers crowned a winner, and uh I don't know about you, but I want to turn these microphones off and uh, crush some more beers.
1: Sounds like a good time.
0: All right, my friend. Oh,
1: dear. It does sound like a good plan. All right.
0: All right. Good talking to you. For Hanging at the Barbershop, I'm your host, Wes.
1: I'm Scott.
0: And we'll catch you next time on Hanging at the Barbershop. Bye. Take care. Hey, thanks for hanging with us at the Barbershop. You can find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Please like and share us on Facebook. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter to stay up to date on all of our shenanigans. Hanging at the Barbershop is a Sawcast production.